It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And sighing one sobbing sigh, his life went forth. Then the voice of mourning and keening rose high in his house, and the sultan and all the grandees grieved for him and buried him. But his son ceased not lamenting his loss for two months, during which he never mounted horse, nor attended the divan, nor presented himself before the sultan. At last the king, being wroth with him, established his stead one of the chamberlains and made him wazir, giving orders to seize and set seals on all Nur al-Din's houses and goods and domains. So the new wazir went forth with a mighty posse of chamberlains and people of the divan and watchmen and a host of idlers to do this and to seize Badr al-Din Hassan and to carry him before the king who would deal with him as he deemed fit. Now there was among the crowd of followers a Mamluk of the diseased wazir who, when he heard this order, urged his horse and rode at full speed to the house of Badr al-Din Hassan, for he could not endure to see the ruin of his old master's son. He found him sitting at the gate, with head hung down and sorrowing, as was his wont, for the loss of his father. So he dismounted and, kissing his hand, said to him, O my lord and son of my lord, haste ere ruin come and lay waste. When Hassan heard this, he trembled and asked, what may be the matter? And the man answered, The Sultan is angered with thee, and hath issued a warrant against thee, and evil cometh hard upon my track, so flee with thy life. At these words, Hassan's heart flamed with the fire of Baal, and his rose-red cheek turned pale, and he said to the Mamluk, O oh my brother, is there time for me to go in and get me some worldly gear, which may stand me instead during my strangerhood? But the slave replied, O my lord, up at once and save thyself and leave this house while it is yet time. And he quoted these lines, Escape with thy life if oppression betide thee, and let the house of its builders fate. Country for country thou wilt find if thou seek it, life for life, never early or late. It is strange men should dwell in the house of abjection, when the plain of God's earth is so wide and so great. At these words of the Mamluk, Badr al-Din covered his head with the skirt of his garment and went forth on foot till he stood outside of the city where he heard folk saying, The Sultan has sent his new wazir to the house of the old wazir, now no more, to seal his property and seize his son Badr al-Din Hassan and take him before the presence that he may put him to death. And all cried, 
alas for his beauty and his loveliness when he heard this he fled forth at hazard knowing not whither he was going and gave not over hurrying onwards till destiny drove him to his father's tomb so he entered the cemetery and threading his way through the graves at last he reached the sepulchre where he sat down and let fall from his head the skirt of his long robe which was made of brocade with a gold embroidered hem whereon were worked these couplets o thou whose forehead like the radiant east tells of the stars of heaven and bounteous dews endure thine honour to the latest day and time thy glow of glory never refuse while he was sitting by his father's tomb behold there came to him a jew as he were a shroff a money changer with a pair of saddle bags containing much gold who accosted him and kissing his hand saying with a bound o my lord tis late in the day and thou art clad but lightly and i read signs of trouble in thy face i was sleeping within this very hour answered hasan when my father appeared to me and chid me for not having visited his tomb so i awoke trembling and came hither forthright lest the day should go by without my visiting him which would have been grievous to me o my lord rejoined the jew thy father had many merchantmen at sea and some of them are now due it is my wish to buy of thee the cargo of the first ship that cometh into port with this thousand dinars of gold i consent quoth hasan whereupon the jew took out a bag of gold and counted out a thousand sequins which he gave to hasan the son of wazir saying write me a letter of sale and seal it so hasan took a pen and paper and wrote these words in duplicate the writer hasan badraldin son of wazir nur al-din hath to isaac the jew all the cargo of the first of his father's ships which cometh into port for a thousand dinars and he hath received the price in advance and after he had taken one copy the jew put it in his pouch and went away but hasan fell a weeping as he thought of the dignity and prosperity which had erst been his and he began reciting this house my lady since you left is now a home no more for me not neighbors since you left prove kind and neighborly the friends vilair i took to heart alas no more to me is friend and even luna's self displayeth lunacy you left and by your going left the world a waste a wolf and lies a gloomy mark upon the face of hill and lea o may the raven bird whose cry our hapless parting croaked find never a nesty home and ex shed all his plumery at length my patience fails me and this absence weighs my flesh how many a veil by severance rent our eyes are doomed see ah shall i ever sight again our fair past nights of yore and shall a single house become a home for me once more then he wept with exceeding weeping and night came upon him so he leaned his head against his father's grave and sleep overcame him glory to him who sleepeth not he ceased not slumbering till the moon rose when his head slipped from off the tomb and he lay on his back with limbs outstretched his face shining bright in the moonlight now the cemetery was haunted day and night by jins who were of the true believers and 
presently came out a genia who, seeing Hassan asleep, marvelled at his beauty and loveliness and cried, Glory to God, this youth can be none other than one of the Walden of Paradise. Then she flew firmament wards to circle it, as was her custom, and met an Ifrit on the wing, who saluted her, and she said to him, Whence comest thou? From Cairo, he replied, Will thou come to me and look upon the beauty of a youth who sleepeth in yonder burial place? She asked, and he answered, I will. So they flew, till they lighted at the tomb, and she showed him the youth, and said, Now, didst thou ever in thy born days see aught like this? The Ifrit looked upon him, and exclaimed, Praise be to him that hath no equal. But, O my sister, shall I tell thee what I have seen this day? Asked she, What is that? And he answered, I have seen the counterpart of this youth in the land of Egypt. She is the daughter of the wazir Shams al-Din, and she is a model of beauty and loveliness, of fairest favour and formest form, and dight with symmetry and perfect grace. When she had reached the age of nineteen, the sultan of Egypt heard of her, and, sending for the wazir her father, said to him, Hear me, O wazir, it hath reached mine ear that thou hast a daughter, and I wish to demand her of thee in marriage. The wazir replied, O our lord the sultan, deign accept my excuses and take compassion on my sorrows, for thou knowest that my brother, who was partner with me in the wazirate, disappeared from amongst us many years ago, and we wot not where he is. Now the cause of his departure was that one night, as we were sitting together and talking of wives and children to come, we had words on the matter, and he went off in high dudgeon. But I swore that I would marry my daughter to none, save to the son of my brother, on the day her mother gave her birth, which was nigh upon nineteen years ago. I have lately heard that my brother died at Bazorah, where he married the daughter of the wazir, and that she bare him a son, and I will not marry my daughter but to him, in honour of my brother's memory. I recorded the date of my marriage, and the conception of my wife, and the birth of my daughter, and from her horoscope I find that her name is conjoined with that of her cousin, and there are damsels in foison for our lord the sultan. The king, hearing his minister's answer and refusal, waxed troth with exceeding wrath, and cried, when the like of me asketh a girl in marriage of the like of thee, he conferreth an honour, and thou rejectest me, and putteth me off with cold excuses. Now, by the life of my head, I will marry her to the meanest of my men, in spite of the nose of thee. There was in the palace a horse groom, which was a gobo, with a bunch to his breast and a hunch to his back, and the sultan sent for him, and married him to the daughter of the wazir, Lee for Loth, and hath ordered a pompous marriage procession for him, and that he go in to his bride this very night. I have now just flown hither from Cairo, where I left the hunchback at the door of the hammam bath amidst the sultan's white slaves, who were waving lighted flambeau about him. As for the minister's daughter, she sitteth among her nurses and tired women, weeping and wailing, for they have forbidden her father to come near her. Never have I seen, O my sister, more hideous being than this hunchback, whilst the young lady is the likest of all folk to this young man, albeit even fairer than he. And 
Shahrazad perceived the dawn of the day and ceased her permitted say. End of section 14 of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night Recording by Priya for LibriVox